Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm Mississippi, Mississippi, here I Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch good things. We are on your computer or mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you want to see, touch, and learn about snakes... You either got excited or you went, <gasps> whenever you heard that, then you'll have to go to Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. They are hosting World Snake Day coming up this Friday, July the 14th. And our favorite, Miss Nicole, is joining us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Rebecca. I like your new blues song. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. That's all Rhino's magic there for that. But when you talk about snakes, you talk about it with a level of excitement that you hope others gain, too. So we should all appreciate our snakes, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, when and I put it this way. When I was a kid, I used to be really frightened of them. And part of it, you know, I lived... I lived at the base of a place called Rattlesnake Mountain. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, for real. And, um, you know, a lot of people had, uh, I wouldn't say a respect for snakes. They had a fear of them, and they taught me a lot of their fears. And so for a long time into my adulthood, I was somewhat uncomfortable around them. Well, time goes by. I started to work in places that had reptiles, and I started to learn that a lot of my fears were things that were like old wives' tales or things that just were not really true about the animals or their nature. And the better educated I got about them, the more respect I had for them. And it really changed my relationship with wildlife, with um, even how I planted my gardens or did things in my own backyard. It just it, It's it's a mind-changing event to get accurate information and to develop a healthy respect and admiration for these animals. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> because not all of them are there to be potentially dangerous. Some are very useful in your yard or in your neighborhood. And knowing the difference can really help keep the population of other nuisance or, I guess, rodents out. I'm learning a little bit along the way, Nicole. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I like to say all snakes are good snakes. And, you know, sometimes you'll have people say, well, you know, they, they don't, they don't think that, you know, they'll, sometimes they'll say to me and I die a little on the inside when they say this, it's like, oh, only good snake is a dead snake. And I'm like, no, that, that's not true. Uh, snakes have a role in the environment. They do, uh, eat things we don't like, like rats and things like that. Um, we have some snakes that eat other snakes, uh, like speckled king snakes. They're actually immune to the uh, a venom of 
venomous snakes. Uh, but all snakes have a role in the ecosystem, and we just need to know how to be good neighbors with them so everybody lives happily. <laughs> and then one good way is, like you mentioned, through education, and then even that just being a cool event, World Snake Day. I mean, this is something safe and neat for the kids to get out and sort of learn. I think that unhealthy fear comes from probably parents or older adults just trying to instill with kids it's better just to run than to mess with the snake, no matter what it is, just in case. And then that yeah. probably translates into adulthood. So this is a good way to learn your P's and Q's when it comes to snakes. Right. And it's a good way to do it, especially if you have had like some fears or concerns, because all of these animals are going to be spread throughout the building with uh, volunteers, museum staff, herpetology professionals, you know, uh, all around so that as you walk through the building, you're getting a chance to meet those animals and meet the people who are working with them and who can represent them well. Uh, so you're going to get really great information. Um, for many years, we had the amazing Terry Vandevender. He was our keynote speaker for it. Terry has since retired and we will miss him, but uh, we're very fortunate in that uh, his we have a, a wonderful person, Emily Field. She's our state herpetologist. She works with us at the museum. She's going to be there giving uh, lectures uh, a couple of times throughout the day uh, about how you can tell you're venomous from your non, and that will be in the theater, but the snakes will be throughout the building. So that way you can kind of move and flow at your um, at your leisure to see all the neat things there. I also see here where if we have Boy Scouts or Boy Scout leaders listening, then this may be um, something they would be interested in. Uh, yeah, so uh, Scouts have uh, Boy Scouts have the Reptile and Amphibian Badge, and we've actually set up some of the activity stations throughout the building to meet some of those requirements. Uh, so that that's going to be kind of a neat thing. So just by coming to the event and visiting with the exhibitors and doing some of the activities there, you are meeting uh, several of the requirements for that badge. That would be pretty hard for you to meet on your own. So that's kind of a great thing. That is kind of a good thing, good thing to know and for them to spread the word. Maybe they can come as a gang and have a full and fun day there at the museum. There's still several weeks left to um, summer, so folks are still traveling. Nicole, remind us of all the other great um, exhibits oh and things you have going on there. <laughs> We've got so much going on, and I'm, I'm so tired, but it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> so snake day is this friday of course the following friday because you know why not do another event exactly after another one it's called uh, the water journey festival and this one is it's so much fun it's all water-based education but done in the most playful way you can imagine it like you're going to make bubbles the sides of human beings and we're actually going to learn the science of bubbles and waters and how that comes together uh we're going to do activities on um water content and macroinvertebrate studies i mean it's just it's so much and it's so much fun and it's entirely playful and that one if you happen to be a girl scout uh that's part of the water journey which is uh one of the um the many journeys that girl scouts have so it's it's so much fun. Um, we're gonna we have way too much fun with that one, honestly. <laughs> and I'm gonna mess up the name, but your monster one. Say the say the p word. Uh, yeah, Permian Monsters is our exhibit there, and it's uh, it's I love it. It's uh, it's life before the dinosaurs. So we're looking at things that are about 
little, maybe like 300 million years before the dinosaurs came around. And like, of course, when the kids see it, they're like, oh, it's a dinosaur exhibit. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I saw that you took a photo or you laid down with one of the frogs. So my daughter is uh, really big into frogs right now. We um, That's all she's wants to talk about, learn about oh, all the things. Yeah. That's and a, so that's the fun Friday. Yeah, that's the fun Friday. So like uh, the July 28th, that fun Friday is uh, amphibians past and present. And the Permian has like this amazing representation of amphibians, like, and they're so much beyond what you can imagine today. Like, uh, they're, the largest one, uh, the Etrops, he's got, he's about six and a half feet long. Imagine him hopping up on your back porch when you shut the lights off to go to bed. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a little daunting, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you might have less mosquitoes. I don't know. I hope they eat them. I know it's so fun. I got one of our uh, artists to uh, ask him to draw two scale models of the uh, Permian amphibians, and then of course we've got actual skeletons of them. You know, they're in the exhibit, and we have living um, living amphibians. We have bullfrogs and salamanders and stuff like that. So this one's going to be, we we sometimes know our past by understanding our present. So it's going to be fun to look at this, this these creatures, which have two lives, you know, the life in water and the life on land, what they're like today, and then kind of looking at that in our past, too. And it's, it's kind of trippy. <laughs> Well, going really back to cool. the fact that this Friday at Mississippi Museum of Natural Science is World Snake Day. And, Nicole, if someone's listening and they're not going to be able to make it to the uh, museum that day, is there information on snakes or something fun they can print off or have at home? To- oh, yeah, absolutely. On our website, there's a lot of information about venomous snakes, like things that you can download and access. If you walk into the museum, like any day you're visiting, we have those uh, um, little brochures to hand out about it, too. We also have recorded lectures from Terry Vandevender on our YouTube channel, which you can look for about World Snake Day. We did that one during COVID, but it, it, it's wonderful, and it's really informative about Mississippi snakes. We have about... 55 species of snakes here in our state, of which six are venomous, and Terry will tell you all about them and that a recorded lecture. Uh, and it's, we're always, this is something we do all the time. Uh, this is, Snake Day is our, our constant recurring event, but regular reptile education is something we do almost every day in some form or another. Because we should learn to be good neighbors with our snakes, not treat them all as evil. Correct. All sna- all snakes are good snakes. All snakes. I'm not if I'm almost, I, I will say not all snakes should be dead snakes, and we should learn to be good neighbors with all snakes. How about that? Yeah, we can all be good neighbors. <laughs> we can all be good neighbors. I'm going to get you there. You're going to be the I'm biggest slow, I'm slowly, <laughs> I'm slowly getting, I'm slowly getting there, Nicole. But but with your help, and I appreciate your time, and we look forward to the next event you guys host. All right. Thank you, Rebecca. Y'all have a great one. All right. Stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Now the black snake has my soul and baby Does the story stay the same? afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner 
on Super Talk Mississippi. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find good things on YouTube. You can also catch us on C Spire TV if you've got that. We are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And don't forget, to you can catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't heard, legendary rock group Guns N' Roses is coming to the coast. So that's going to be a good time. The Mississippi Coast Coliseum will host them on September the 20th. And Super Talk Mississippi is giving you a chance to be there. So not only could you win tickets to Guns N' Roses, but you also get the VIP treatment with a night's stay at the luxurious Beau Rivage and a limo ride to and from the concert. For your chance to win, just enter your name at one of our registration boxes located throughout the state or go to supertalk.fm slash GNR for Guns N' Roses to find a registration box near you. Not sure how long this will last, so you might as well go on and get to registering and doing it. Why not? You stop by one of those places, put your name down, your hat will go, your hat, your hat will go in a name, your name will go in a hat. I don't know how that works. <laughs> and they will make sure you are, you are contacted. Um, not Guns N' Roses, but man, they have done a good job. The Mississippi Lions All-State Band, they just got back from their International Parade of Nations and they won. They won the international band competition. They have recently been on a, I guess, a tour in Kosciuszko and then Oxford. And then they flew to D.C. to march in the Independence Day Parade there, which I think is pretty cool. And then they mosey on over to Boston where they competed in the International Parade of Bands and they won. So congratulations to the Mississippi Lions All-State Band for their continued success in that. And if you think you can be successful, maybe not in a band, but singing, then there is an opportunity coming to you to the Mississippi Fairgrounds. You've probably heard this by now, but American Idol is coming to town. Now, from what I'm learning, it's like the preliminary stage to get to the stage with the actual judges. So the the... Three judges. I guess there's three. There's so many competitions in my head. But this is the first stop for you to. So I don't know if it's what is a shade before golden ticket. The silver ticket. Would it be your silver ticket? So you have. Well, really. So there's a like there's not really a bronze and silver. This is us adding our. Fl- but you go from what I hear you though. You there's an open audition or you have to go to um, the Mississippi State Fair's website and you have to upload a video if you're interested in competing. Number one, you can't just show up with your microphone and batteries and be ready to go the day of. So they I think they're selecting 40. I thought I think I heard the commissioner say when he was on Paul Gallo earlier, either today or recently. And then from that 20, we'll get called back to the fair. And then five will get their silver ticket to go for the chance or a golden ticket, which will be in Nashville. And then that will be in Hollywood. They got it all over the place. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many of these things happen, like around to get to the five, because there feels like there's a lot who show up in Nashville to buy for the golden tickets. I don't I don't know the numbers. But if there's only five out of this event, I wonder how many pods of 40 are happening around the nation. I would imagine it's kind of like uh, American Ninja Warrior, where they have them set up in regional locations so you can get to it. But 
you also have certain people that are really trying their hardest that will probably go to multiple. Long gone are the days if you did it back in back in our day when Idol first started. The blind auditions. Where you went and stood for hours and hours in line. And by you, I don't mean me because I never did that. Um, but I had friends who did who camped out and had parents that would like rotate, set up a little tent, rotate out so you didn't lose your spot in line. And then you would go through the whole thing. And then you got told that was back when you got whatever came through the door there on TV, which landed us some really memorable, unfortunate singers. I wouldn't even say some of them were unfortunate. Remember William Hung? Yes. Who is now like a now he's got tons of money because he made an actual career from being Gundam style himself. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, he did the shebang. Oh, but it turned that led his song that will now be in your head forever, and you can't get it out. Do you? Which do you remember? This is such trivia. You probably don't. The guy, the gentleman who sang uh, "Sweet Chariot," but in the, the like the "Sweet Chariot," like. <laughs> Like he came straight from the choir from church, but I mean, as low as low as low as go, and um, talking about Pharaoh, let my people go, and it was a viral night. Of course, now that's awful, but it was one of those moments where, like, I don't, I remember it. I don't remember which season, but I can hear it in my head, and I appreciated it. You remember those more than you remember. Like well, I mean, obviously you remember the Carrie Underwoods and the all of them a little bit, but not I remember the name William Hung before I remember <laughs> any other winner. You have, and he to, didn't even win. He no, he didn't win, and neither did the Sweet Chariot gentleman. But I don't even know he made it to the next place. But you have to feel like some of them knew what they were doing going in to have their moment, and this was also back before Simon went to. I guess counseling therapy for being utterly honest, too brutally honest. He got nicer over the years, and then it changed, and then the whole thing. But it's it's neat that it's still around, I guess. And it, I wonder if this is the first time they've ever held auditions in Mississippi. I'm going to assume so. No, but I, I do believe it is the first time they've had it at the fair. At the fair. Okay, so if you want to know more about that, you can go to supertalk.fm. There's a great article the news team did on it. But it will be Saturday, October the 7th, which will be here before you know it. And then turn around Tuesday, October the 10th, which I heard uh, the commissioner say that the fair is going to be the 5th through the 15th this year if you are going to um, to make your plans around even seeing it. I do think that they want a lot of folks to come out and at least watch the talent competition and take part in it because you never know. You may see the future or that season's American Idol winner and say, I saw them. I saw them win. Win, win, win before they won. All the things. All the wins. All the wins. Another win for many of you who are traveling right now. You won't have to go too much further for a Bucky's. We're finally getting one. Can I tell you a secret? What's that? I've never been. I haven't either. Really? So I've I- had the... What's the thing they're known for? The Well, that is because one of our wonderful um, listeners, Good Things Friends, we, we confessed this last time, I think. They, they um, mailed us some Bucky 
the little, I want to say, whatever nuts. They're like the corn nuts, corn nuggets, or whatever they're called. I just offended somebody. Like, <gasps> and they were good. They were really good, but I think they're kind of known for Beaver that. nuggets. Beaver nuggets. Yes. Probably wasn't going to say that one without knowing they're 100% like corn pops. sure. I like corn pops. And yeah, they were good. But apparently... If you've never been to a Bucky's, you are, it's just us. I think it's just we're left. We're the only two on the planet that has never been. And I can see why I wouldn't go. It looks like an anxiety attack just ready to happen. I mean, you're on your vacation. You're ready to get it over with. You want to stop, fuel up, pee, get a snack, and get on back on the road. And now you've got to deal with, like, Christmas, Black Friday-style crowds to see all the things. In a building the size of a small Walmart Supercenter. Right. Mm-hmm. Or heck, some of them are big Walmart Supercenters. Well, I think the the largest now is, I think in Texas they just opened it, and it's absurd. Like, absolutely absurd, the size, the, the size of it. But they get offended if, if you call it a truck stop. So it is not a truck stop. It's the world's largest gas station. So, right. Right. So there's no... So I don't think there's any gas pumps for 18-wheelers, so you won't have those there. I think they they send them to Lubbs, which I actually appreciate a Lubbs truck stop. It, you know, not an advertisement for them, but they always have clean bathrooms and friendly service, and they oftentimes have fruit up at the at the front. And so if you need a little healthier snack, they do. It's been a minute since I've been to a Lubbs, but it seems like every time I've ever been in there, they have interesting deals on merchandise you wouldn't find at any other convenience store. So apparently Bucky's did win a contest hosted by Centos Corporation. There's something. Awarding them the title of cleanliest bathrooms in America. So, hey, look, if you want to pride yourself on something that I can get behind and support, it's trying to have the cleanliest bathrooms around. That gets two thumbs up from me if I am going to stop to go tinkle somewhere. But if I have to walk a half a mile. Clean bathrooms and a wall of jerky. (laughs) But if I gotta walk a mile from my like by that time if you if you like my dad he would never stop to tinkle so by the time you did you're doing the waddle all the way in there that's a long way to sort of try to find to to refresh yourself before getting back on the road but some of you swear by Jeff and McCollum's never been to he is in the non not anti Bucky club we're not anti Bucky just never been but now we'll have an we won't have an we excuse. are Bucky naive we are Bucky naive novice naives however you want to say it all right stick with us we've got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You can 
and watch good things on your computer or your mobile device, just head on over to Super Talk TV. And don't forget, our Super Talk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. That's where you can find all about the work beginning as Mississippi pre- prepares for our very first Bucky's. But I did find, which it will be actually on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, if you're wondering where that is going to take place. And B, it's going to be in Harrison County off of Interstate 10. So it's going to be a popular stop for those that are traveling. And so it'll be um, a good many of us will be able to stop by there on the, I guess, I don't say on occasion or probably on the often. Or do, I wonder if locals go to Bucky's, like where there's where there are where there is a Bucky's. I'm going to get it right. Where there is a Bucky's, you wonder if the locals go or if it's just too much of a destination that they just allow those that are passing through to enjoy it and only go like when someone comes to visit. And now it's kind of like, hey, we'll take you to Bucky's. We don't normally go, but it's kind of like folks who live around Orlando or, you know, they're not going to Disney every day. They may drive. No, but they are more likely to get the season pass. Well, yeah, if you're within driving distance. Okay, maybe not. That's not the same. Okay, maybe that's not the same. Same comparison. I did find where the largest one is. So it is in Sariville, Sariville, Tennessee, and it's got 120 pumps, 350 employees, and it's I forgot 24. I think it said 24,000 square feet or something crazy like that. So it's nuts. It's it's very large, and they have a lot of world records as well. They're the largest convenience store as long as the as well as the world's largest gas station, um, and then it also holds the record for the world's largest car wash, clocking in at two hundred and fifty five feet of conveyor. Do you remember? It that seems unnecessary. I mean, considering you can pay ten bucks for. Half that, I'm sure. But then it becomes like a ride. Now we have – it's an amusement park. That's longer than some roller coasters. Right. Like at this point, this is a whole like just take your take your foot off the gas, put it in neutral. And imagine you are nuggets. on the boat with Willy Wonka going through the tunnel. Do you remember as a kid going through the car wash? Was that something that you enjoyed? Uh, as a really small child, it was kind of scary because you go in this tunnel with all this stuff banging on the – glass of the car and it's loud but then they started putting dye or i guess it's not really dye but coloration in the suds so it became this kaleidoscope of Mm -hmm. colors and it was a little less scary at that point shouldn't you get to choose like a playlist like to be played loudly like i feel like there should be a disco ball they really are missing an opportunity to make it more like a dance party i know but um my the baby loves it like is obsessed with car wash and i go every so often for their free vacuums that aren't free but that's for a different story that's for a completely different day of venting then they're not free you have to buy a car wash and then you get a vacuum for free which makes them not free it means you had to buy something they're complimentary complimentary yep it's all in the wording free free should mean free free does not mean free they, they will say. get highly been out of shape if you go in the yes they will they will ask you to leave <laughs> <laughs> They will ask you to vacate the premises without purchasing something, but that would be... So what you're saying is you'd be willing to pay an extra dollar per car wash if they had strobing lights and a disco ball and a laser light show inside. Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty entertaining to my four-year-old now, or my almost four-year-old now, so maybe I don't need all of that. I sure don't need 255 
feet of it or whatever it is. Like wash my car and let me let me get to my free vacuum cleaner, which is why I came to begin with. I gave you you wash my car, thank you, but now I want your free vacuum cleaner is the way that I that um it works for me. Hey, if you haven't been over on the Good Things Facebook group, I've opened a can of worms like I always do there. But remember, this is good things, so let's keep it fun. I will delete your comments and not read them out loud if they do not follow the Good Things guideline, which is family friendly and good. Like, there we go. Like, if you wouldn't say it out loud to your neighbor, I'm not going to say it out loud to you here on the radio. And I will delete it off of Facebook. There, you have been warned. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I'm getting tired of the older that I get is people who don't understand good things. But, uh, but it is a fun, it is a sort of fun question to ponder because as you age, you get less and less I guess, weary of things like you start liking things less and less the older you get stuff that used to be fun. is now becoming sort of annoying or things you once enjoyed. You're like, "Ah, I really don't need that the older I get or things to start to sort of bug you in a fun and harmless sort of way. So let's keep this in perspective. But what are you starting to like less and less the older you get? And that's the key in the wording. What are you starting to like less and less the older you get? Because the first thing that came to mind was hangovers. But then I thought, I never, liked, I never liked hangovers. I just lived through them. Now I try to avoid them at all possible. So then I backed up and punted, and I figured out that the thing I like less and less the older I get is keeping up with a show week to week mm-hmm. and watching that 30 to 45 minutes to an hour of television and then waiting seven days or sometimes longer. I've got to the point now where if I'm interested in a show, like I watch the first three to five episodes, and I'm like, oh, this is good. I'll just wait till it gets a couple seasons ahead of me. Or heck, I'll wait till it ends, and then I've got a show that I know I enjoy at least the first couple episodes of that I can binge watch. And I don't have that time investment of waiting, because if I get to the second season and it's hot garbage, oh, well, it was just a little bit of time wasted. I can just not watch the rest of it and move on. Kristen says fireworks. I I would say the older I get, the less I like having them in my home and shooting them there because it's really messy. I mean, even if all goes to plan and nobody loses a finger or catches anything on fire or you tick off your neighbors, I mean, there's a laundry list of things as a kid you didn't realize were going on with fireworks at home. Or get a ticket. Or get a ticket. It's uh, illegal to shoot fireworks in places that I never thought it would be illegal to shoot them growing up. It's messy. It's like the – it's messy, especially the little poppers and all. Um, I do still like them, like going to watch them. I appreciate when someone else wants to put on a really pretty show and then I can partake in watching the beauty but in terms of having it um at the house the older i get the less and less i i care i care for that lots of things for um people number one i'll give you that i get it they're annoying but number two (laughs) noise in different ways though i think you said the older you i think that's why you start to lose your hearing by nature the more you age god just says let me dampen some of this for you because it does feel like everything's just buying for your attention and sort of louder just sounds background noise just walking in places the clinging and the clattering or wherever it may be and you you can leave places and just feel completely exhausted from just all of the noise stimulation that can be going that can go on sometimes just going to the grocery store is completely overwhelming 
and just all the things that are going on. Nope, just me. <laughs> no, what you said grocery store, and the older I get, the less I like using the big buggy. Really? I would much rather, because it's just me. I'm shopping for me. Give me the little buggy. I can maneuver it around all these people that just want to stand in the aisle and catch up with somebody they saw last week in the same spot. Yeah, I get that. I feel that. Carol said, I loved carnival rides. The older I get, not so much. I appreciate that. They hit, man, you get on some of those with your kids, the one where they make the big one sit to the, I guess, the outside so you don't squish the little one. And then they take you around that curve going like 90 miles an hour, it feels like, and your whole life just gets jolted. And you're thinking, what? At what point was this fun? Where? (laughs) The wee part when you go down is is a little exhilarating, but the whole like to me is like they called it whip what do they call it whiplash not whip it's whiplash but the name of the ride is whip something for a reason i'm thinking back um to the one at the fair that goes around real circles and real fast and has that one turn every time and then they go around backwards somebody knows the name of that ride i think the problem is it's got about seven different names does it? Like they give it a new paint job every time it comes around. And it's the same ride, but one year it's going to be the abominable snowman. And the next year it's going to be a ride through space. <laughs> they have zero give a derns for hurting anybody's feelings because I always go, we go with the, the same friends. And every year, big one inside, big one inside. And you're like, hey, could you, <laughs> could you label it something different? I don't know. Just don't even label it. Just you need to be here and let me figure out why that one why i need to be in that position they don't care just big one here big one here little one there big one here thanks appreciate it well at least they give you the warning i don't even remember getting that warning i just remember holding on for dear life when, <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh god bless whoever was not in the right spot i mean it is for safety precautions i'm not really arguing about it it's just to you know it catches you on the wrong day you just aren't going for a funnel cake that's all i'm saying (laughs) stick with us we got more for you up next the himalaya Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But Thursday, you'll be able to find us at the 11th Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. That's coming up quick, fast, and in a hurry. And it's going to be right here on Supertalk Mississippi. And every year, there are children across Mississippi that need a loving home. And many times, these children are caught in unimaginable circumstances. And that's why we're going to ask for your help coming up on Thursday. The cool part is you'll get to learn 
how Palmer Home for Children serves these vulnerable children. It's a faith-based organization that's going to be important because it doesn't take government money. And so that is why each year we come and ask you for your help once a year. And so you can listen and you can join us for the 11th annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. It's all happening this Thursday right here on Super Talk Mississippi, also known as, I guess, Haircut Day for Rhino. I was trying to think, not I was going to say Hygiene Day, but that's not true. You bathe and you brush your teeth and you do all that. <laughs> so Barber Day, Transformation Day, there's all kinds of other ways we can um, describe it. Shave and shorn. Shave and shorn day. Hopefully uh, we'll have you bald and baby-faced uh, by the 14th. But um, I have a good feeling. Mississippi's good. They show up and show out when we ask them. And you show up and you show out when I can't think of things, which makes you great to me. And the ride at the fair, if you weren't listening, that goes around real fast and has that one real sharp turn and then it go, then it will go backwards if they're really feeling spicy uh, around and around. The music's incredibly too loud. Um, the Himalaya is one name for it. The Scrambler is another name we name we saw for it. I think the Matterhorn, Cindy said, is another name for it. And someone said the Twirl and Hurl. So it's how it's affectionately um, tall. But I, that may be for the Tilt-A-Whirl. Yeah, I usually hear that associated with the Tilt-A-Whirl. But it feels like just as soon as you, the older you get, the less you really care about carnival rides like that. You you have a little one that comes up and then wants someone to ride with them. And so you almost have to just do it for them. And for a split second, you have a good time. But then you get off and something hurts and you're like, this is why I feel like I was too old for this to begin with. But and then they get little friends and all's right again with the world and they can ride together. Well, you go to the Ferris wheel or the Skywalk or Sky Ride or whatever it's called. Yeah, exactly. The Ferris wheel, man, that'll take all your tickets, but it is safe. Kind of sturdy. Well, the Ferris wheel is a great place to go after you've gotten the turkey leg or the roasted ear or the ice cream filled churro or the funnel cake because it's a place, it's a ride, but you're sitting down and you still have full use of your hands and <laughs> you can sit there and enjoy what you got from the, the fair food. So the question on the Good Things Facebook group, if you want to join us there, what are you starting to like less and less the older you get? And keep it fun, people. I'm going to have to do some deleting later, but that's okay. Um, We mentioned noise, staying out late, and socializing. Some are saying, and I get that. I get, I mean, there was a time where, you know, every Friday, Saturday night, probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you wanted something to do, go have a good time. And somewhere the shift happens where, a quiet Friday night at home watching a movie is really not just plan B. It is the plan. And, <laughs> and you look forward to it all week. And it's even better if you've got grandparents who will keep the kids. And it's like, this is how I choose my free Friday night in my mid to late 30s and 40s and beyond. It's Maybe maybe dinner out. We can be crazy. My husband and I went and tried a new restaurant. By the way, Bill's Creole and Steakhouse in Flora. If you've never been, highly recommend. No attachment. Really delicious. But we were there by five. <laughs> Got the early bird special. We, we were there by five and back home by six thirty. I think maybe seven. And that was our that was that was our Saturday. That was our Saturday night, which. Um, Starkly different than 16 years ago when we first 
first started dating. But, hey, you don't have to. There's no waiting, usually anywhere, around 5 o'clock. Because you miss happy, like happy hour 3 to 5 is usually can get a little busy places. But that magical 5 to 5.30, if you can show up hungry then, you, you normally miss all yeah, because everybody lines. went home to get out of their work clothes and put on something more comfortable to go to, to the restaurant in, and they get there at 6, 6.30, and then it's a line out the door till 8, 8.30. Don't take this the wrong way, though, but you do, as you get older, you start to watch yourself transition to the said age that's there, because we got tickled when we sat down and started to order and, like, looked around, and there were a few other couples that may, or families around our age, but most... To just a little shy older, and you're like this. This is it. We are transitioning, and it's fine. It was delicious, and you're home before it's dark. You Cheers just made me that. think of one other thing. The older I get, the less I like waiting in line for anything. Amen to that, brother. There was a point in time where I could make friends with whoever I was in front of or behind in line, and just have a grand old time. We're all we're in this together. We're all waiting. I'd rather do without the line. I'll do without whatever the line has at the end of it. I'll just do it something else. <laughs> well, there's no line here. You've got Sports Talk coming up next from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.